And that's why you should never trust Steve Miller. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and bandlers to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. This is one of those situations where I think the uh, the pre-roll might be better than the episode. And the, but I don't want to sell the... Sh- we haven't even started. I'm already selling a short. I know. I know. Yeah, no, the episode's going to rule, but the pre-roll was good and the patrons are going to love it. Indeed. Uh, how's your week gone? You know, not bad. I did the first of the monthly trivias back where I used to do weekly trivias and it was, um, it felt weird. My rhythms were all off. Like all of my patterns were just not in my muscle memory after three weeks of mm-hmm. not doing it, which is really surprising. I, I really, um, it's, and it wasn't playing muscle memory. It was like the shtick and the jokes and the, all of that stuff was a little like <laughs> the flow of the game. And, um, it just felt a little off, but, but, but all my regulars yeah. were there and we had a great time and it was all good. And, um, so, uh, yeah, that was good. And then I got, um, karaoke tomorrow night and trivia at the same brand in Greensboro rather than Lexington, the, the yep. cider place in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. They, they picked me up for a couple right. of nights in November cause, um, they heard I was free. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no rest for the wicked, but, um, uh, it'll be good. And I think I just picked up a gig for the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. You ever play that night? Uh, it's kind of the, uh, bra- uh, <laughs> well, we have, uh, referred to it in our house as blackout Wednesday. Yeah. You know, as opposed to black Friday. It's supposed to be like a huge bar um, night. I don't know. I've gotten it, it. It can, it's hit or miss is what I would say. Mm-hmm. So it could be depending on where you are and you know, what's going on. Uh, you could end up with a bunch of folks in town um, looking to escape their families, right. or it could be totally dead. Right, right, right. So, well, I'll play it as a gig. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then uh, we um, actually got a, a January inquiry today. That was wow, kind of weird. Right. We don't know. Right. Good. Just out of thin air, but yeah. Good. I got the contract complete, and in fact, paid in full for the gig up in Asheville the weekend nice. after Thanksgiving. So, yeah, ready Fantastic. to roll on that one. And um, yeah, gonna be busy. Very good. We um we got the uh that sub gig where we were gone. Finally got paid and like distributed. It was starting to sweat that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got a uh, we've got this the this coming weekend we're off, and then it's the back to back weekends the following. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, back to back weddings the following weekend, not back to back weekends. Right. <laughs> but we do have back to back weekends every like. Th- there's just one right after the other. Nice. There's five days and then another weekend. That's, That's crazy. good. That's good. So, uh, there's that. And then we've got one holiday party the first week of December. And then, uh, we are done for the year, but there's a couple of fun. We got a, a two, well, I've got two trips planned. One just kind of popped up and then we're going to Vegas in December, uh, for our anniversary. Cool. And I'm not sure if anybody is, who listens to this podcast is in Vegas. Uh, but I would, uh, if you are, and you've got any, you know, lines on cool stuff going on. Hit us up, coverbankconfidential at gmail.com. I am totally open. I bet Vegas is to, fun uh, suggestions. I've never been. Bet yeah, I- we've got tickets to um to Jim Gaffigan. Okay. Uh, All right. I so like Jim Gaffigan. That, that's that's kind of the the main thrust of going. Other than like me and my wife hadn't been there as like adults. Um. So yeah, should be a good time. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, in the uh, in the the music world and the the community you know the the facebook group's been 
pretty active. And then, you know, in Slack, we're talking a lot about, you know, social media stuff. And um, I had a, <laughs> there was a very uh, weird conversation uh, that was kind of like a side quest of <laughs> the video that's going coming out tomorrow about how to find out what other bands in your market are uh, are charging. Right. And uh, it got a little uh, a little controversial. It did. But uh, that was- It did. So, I think it was your suggestion that was the most controversial, actually. Well, and I was trying to think of it like, I, so the, the thing was, it's like, well, how do you find out how much other bands in your market are charging? Because you could absolutely ask people and maybe they, you know, some bands put uh, pricing on their website, but for the most part, uh, people are kind of close to the vest about those kinds of things. And I don't think they should be. I right. think the more people know about it, it's just like any other situation. If people know what you're charging, then they can, you know, kind of price themselves accordingly. Um, but I was, uh, I, I, I brokered the question that if you are looking for that information and are unable to find it, is it ethical to pose as a potential client in order to, get the pricing of somebody else in your market. And uh, people were uh, not super stoked on the answer, that. <laughs> the answer seems to be no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people said that, uh, no, that's not cool, but I may or may not have done it before. Right. Yes. Yes. That's a thing. So there's, there's a little bit of that. There's a little of how dare you, but also that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's evil. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, we are not condoning that kind of At behavior, all. but sometimes Please don't do it. Don't do it. But, um, especially against us, you know, just, we're, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, cable news pundits. We're just asking questions, mm. you know? So, yeah. And yeah, other, other fun stuff are trying to, I'm thinking about putting out uh, social media challenges, maybe not weekly. Cause I don't know if I have that many ideas, but, uh, I think that might be a cool idea. And, um, the, the video for next, uh, that's, coming out tomorrow is um, five things you need to do private events and uh, how to negotiate and approach pricing. Cool. We kind of talked about it back and forth. And I mean, I think people who listen to this podcast are very well aware of, you know, how we approach those things, but uh, condensing it down to eight minutes uh, was a, uh, <laughs> was a, was a, a challenge indeed, but it. uh it's going to be a good one, and um, it'll be out tomorrow in the morning. Cool. Uh, just like me, I will also be out in the morning because I've got a an outpatient procedure scheduled uh, for Friday. Uh, and, uh, is, that yeah, all, is that all you're going to say about that? My... Listen, <laughs> there comes a time in a man's life yeah. where uh, he doesn't need all of his faculties. Yeah, he's, he's used, he's used th them. He's produced what there is to produce. And, uh, and that's that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm, I'm Join, going joining, to, uh, joining the ranks. It'll be two for two. Yeah. I'm going podcast that are, um, going to go, I'm going to go, uh, yeah. Take the bullets out of the gun. As I say, <laughs> Try and, take the lead out of the then, pencil. Then you can, yeah. then you can point it at anybody. They don't care. I'm not sure that's how it works, but I, but I like, I, I like your moxie. Believe it or not. That's a Jeff Foxworthy joke. Is it Jesus? Yeah. Wow. But it, it, he's like, yeah, they point at anybody. I don't care. And uh, it, it got a big laugh. I well, all right. He may be a redneck. He's got some good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I listened to um, he did uh, an episode of uh, WTF with Mark Marin, mm. and I, I know a lot of people are not necessarily a fan of his shtick, but he is very much a 
like a comedian and, and is a fan of the art form. Like he spent two hours like talking about like the minutia, like the mechanisms of being a comic. And it was actually, it was absolutely fascinating to hear mm. him speak about that thing. Cause that's a dude who's, who's a lifer. He's been doing this thing right. for like 30 some odd years. Yeah. And he is well entrenched in the ecosystem and hearing him talk about it is super interesting. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's one of those, like he's in, he's, we talk about this, like we are nerds for the kind of, this kind of stuff. And he is that, but for comedy. And yeah. actually this week's topic is very much a nerdy thing <laughs> that uh, only musicians appreciate. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, even if you're not a fan of, of Jeff Foxworthy, you should listen to that interview because it's, it's actually very, very good. He's a very like interesting person. So yes, I'll find that. I, I do dig when comedians talk about the structure and sort of the math of comedy. It's, it's a, it's a interesting topic. And, you know, and, yeah, and, a, and not unlike, you know, the skill of front personing it, you know, like a, yep. what it is to crowd engage and be, yep. you know, uh, um, um, aware of the spaces and timing of it engaging with a room. It's, it's all the same skill really. Yeah. And it, yeah, entertaining is just a, it, it is a, it is an art form in itself. And, yep. and there are things that we can take from all of that. And, um, Another really what another uh, podcast that I really have been enjoying is uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade have one called Fly on the Wall, hmm. where they interview, you know, other SNL people. They did a two parter with Lorne Michaels that was wow incredibly fascinating. Wow. But but I'm a, that's the weird thing. Like I really love like getting into that, and I'm a huge SNL like freak. Like every any like iota of information about SNL, I, I just I want it you know in my brain so cool anyway none of this has anything to do with what it is we were supposed to talk about tonight. well what are we supposed to talk about tonight so this week's topic kind of just fell in my lap really um in the process of prepping for this uh back-to-back -back wedding weekend we had a couple of signature tunes that were requested and uh the 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 one that i really wasn't like concerned with was uh an 80s tune that uh members only was supposed to do is like a first song and it's not a song that i uh we've ever played before but i was like kind of sort of familiar with it and that song is love of a lifetime by firehouse yeah. now to me the iconic firehouse tune is um when i look into your eyes mm -hmm. that's the one that i really like that was the one that was on the monster ballads compilation CD sure. that i bought when i was in high school 100 um but I, I knew Love of a Lifetime, sort of like it's it's that standard, you know, one five four, big, you know, big chorus, and so um, the 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 bridal party requested it, and so like cool, yeah, we can totally do that. So I started listening to it and and just kind of like casually ingesting it to see if I knew where where it went, and. Um, it immediately became apparent that this is not the song that I thought it was. Okay. Not that it wasn't what I remember because it, it they it's not like I, I thought it was a different song. We had that conversation a couple of weeks ago where I was like trying to play Bust a Move when I was supposed to be playing uh, you know, another song. <laughs> but in reality, like it is a um it's a lot more complex musically yeah. than face value. Yeah. So 
Um, I mean, it opens with this finger picking pattern, right? That seems like it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. But as you're counting, um, you realize that there are short bars and they kind of happen uh, throughout the song. So it's not a thing where like, you can just kind of like turn your brain off and just, you know, play a certain set of chords, you know, for the entire song. So uh, as I'm going through and and shedding this, I, I, I start running into these short bars and I immediately get on the, uh, the group conversation. I was like, uh, guys, you need to start looking at this now because it is not, it is not the, uh, the cakewalk that I was anticipating. So the conversation really was about, um, songs that you initially thought were going to be like, super easy to onboard and really were much more complicated than you into like initially thought they would be. Yeah. I feel like we've all definitely been in a situation where we all got into the room ready to like work through something and it just like doesn't come together. Right. And it's super frustrating, but uh, it it feels like a a very familiar uh, and relatable topic yeah. so i thought that'd be a fun one to, yeah. to dig into yeah yeah and we've had a few that were like that and then we really busted our asses and really learned it um well yeah there's always that it's like the okay well we hit a wall but we broke through the wall right I, 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 and I, I certainly have a few that we hit a wall and did not break through and, and abandoned yep. and you know there's still the, the the trash fire still burning there we're not going back to that one yeah absolutely yeah so uh do any uh any songs in particular uh come to mind for you well when you proposed this topic earlier today. The one that jumped straight to mind was everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears. Um, which yes. is, uh, I thought I knew it. I really thought I knew it. Um, uh, but there is a lot happening in that song. There's, there are parts of it that are, um, that break verse chorus structure wide open. Yep. There's a, there's a break in the middle that changes, um, the, the, there's a bass pattern that's really important to a break in the middle that doesn't happen anywhere else in the song. There yep. is a six bar sort of micro lead break on the way into mm-hmm. the repeat of the final chorus. Um, yep. If you're going to do it the way that it's recorded, it's it's complicated. Um, the final solo is not that, not that tricky, um, but I, <laughs> in my previous band, my bassist proposed it and we did it. And we did it in a super dumbed down way because I never bothered to study it. Um, and then at some point I heard it, it came on the radio or something. And I was like, oh God, oh, yeah, we're miles away from this thing. Um, and audiences are kind of like tolerating what we're doing. Apparently Seem, nobody's like, there's not an uproar about it. Maybe nobody loves that song. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've always loved it, but, but I, but I love oh, yeah. my version in my head, not how it really is. So, right. um, with my current with my current group, we really have broken it down and learned it piece by piece, and we now are doing it per the recording, and it's and it's pretty great, uh, I think. Yeah. Um. It's it's a mid tempo tune that nobody's going to get up and dance to, but a lot of people sort of sing the chorus along with you and um, air guitar the part where it kicks into distortion into distortion. You know, there's a room where yeah. we'll find you that part. Um. So it's a good tune. It's worth playing, but you really, um, you got to learn it. You got to learn it. There's no, there's nothing, yeah. there's no way to bluff your way through that one. Yeah. So members only, uh, th- that is a song that we've done for a long, long time. We'd actually, it had fallen out and we're slowly, we've been kind of talking about bringing it back. And, um, we didn't have the luxury of like kind of sort of figuring it out because, uh, I built the track off of the stems. Right. So 
I was using, you know, the source material, um, but there's no click to it. I had to build the click from, um, from like the percussion and the, and the, the drum sounds. Yeah. So actually for our, our backing track, the click is, uh, is baku, kaku, kap, baku, kaku, kap, baku, kaku, kap, baku, kaku, kap. Um, so, and then, you know, we've, I've, I've, I promised I wouldn't talk about it too much, mm. but the, uh, the drum pattern is, is really the, the sticking point. Yeah. And, um, when, when Nathan, our drummer initially auditioned, I was, I, I, I took him to task, uh, because <laughs> he wasn't playing the hi-hat pattern. Right. And he should have left. I've, if, you know, in any other scenario, he should have seen this coming and gone, nah, maybe I'm okay. But it, I'll be dipped. He learned it and it sounds incredible. It's and um, it's one of my favorite songs. It's a first setter. It's a first setter. But, yeah. But, you know, it's one of those tunes that everybody knows and they really like it. And it may not necessarily get people up and, you know, out of their seats. But if there's anybody who's remotely musically inclined, they know. Yeah. And, so, and a band that can do that is, you know, that's an impressive uh, hurdle to, to get over. I had a, um, a sub bassist at my Halloween Saturday night gig this last weekend. And mm -hmm. in rehearsals, we, it was a mess in rehearsals. And yeah. I told him, listen, it's just like the recording. Just go study the recording. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And, um, and then on the night I called an audible and skipped it. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, but because like it ain't regular, you can't, you can't bluff your way through it. Not that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way that song is, it is, you got to put it, it's got to be in the right spot. Yeah. And if it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't land or it's not in the right place, then yeah, it could just go over like a lead balloon. Yep. So it's not worth, yep. you know, looking yeah. through. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's well, it, it, much like many mid-tempo tunes. It's got a home at a particular spot in the set list in the night. And it's not after everybody's drinking and wanting to dance. It's not that kind of tune. Um, yep. but it's popular and people like it. I think you're, I think you're right about that. Uh, but it's a, it's a train wreck waiting to happen unless you're prepared. Yeah. So a couple of other examples that I could think of, uh, just in band experiences over the years, um, they, I have been in groups where we tried to do go your own way by mm. Fleetwood Mac Yeah, and it didn't work for lots of reasons. I mean, that one's um, structurally pretty regular, isn't it? It is, but if it if you don't have the dynamics and you don't have mm. uh the vocal arrangement right it just doesn't doesn't work the same way yeah um a couple others that uh that popped in my head uh i remember like my like my my uh, classic rock uh band from college trying to do like rat songs like round and round <laughs> forget it um another yeah, one that a lot was, harder uh, vocally than you think not really that it, that one is absolutely it's guitar and it's 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 the arrangement because mm. the riff on that song is 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 really really impressive. I mean Warren DeMartini uh is a absolute beast and uh so yeah you should go listen to that song. I'll have to. All I can um, hear is the vocal of it. Yeah, so the two rat songs that we ever tried to do were that one and lay it down and that's another one where like the riff is yeah, just Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So sick. Uh, another one that we, uh, we tried and failed to do was, uh, shout at the devil, hmm. uh, by Motley Crue. And that was one where, uh, I couldn't do it. It's just, uh, it, there's no room for, for breathing. And, uh, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. 
We tried to do, do you have any other um, ones that, yeah. So listen, as the acoustic duo, we have done Jolene forever, yep. forever, huge crowd favorite. Everybody loves it. Um, we could not get the feel of it right as a band. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it, yeah, it was like the, there's kind of a, just kind of a marchy yep. sort of a, um, something that we never got the feel quite right for. I have done, um, uh, jamming Bob Marley. I've done that one acoustic mm-hmm. forever and ever, and we could not get that to work as a band. Um, just something about the laid backness. My drummer's like a, he's, he, he's got a lot of groove, but it's like a pushy kind of groove and like kind of yep. just sit back in the pocket the way that song wants is, is not, is not, um, we really struggled with that, uh, and gave up on it eventually. One that we did work hard on to get. And again, it was a, it was a structural matter was, um, mm-hmm. let's dance David Bowie. Um, Bowie is always a structural challenge yep. always. Um, yeah, he is not a fan of convention. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, we, we did get that one down. Uh, the one we gave up on was under pressure cause we just could not, we just couldn't get, we couldn't get it to flow. Right. I think the show we wanted to do it at was coming up too fast and we didn't feel like we had time to put it together and then we never got back to it cause we had yeah. a bad taste, I think. Yep. Uh, so circling back to Jolene, you were talking about how like the kind of the, the rhythm of it is, yep. is interesting. Yep. Um, when they recorded that song, first of all, you know, she wrote Jolene and I will always love you. I think in the same week. Yeah. And like a couple other things. It like, might've been the same day. Same night. Yes. Yes. That's what, that's yeah. the story I heard. Um, but apparently the, uh, the studio, the, like the players that were in on that session, uh, he couldn't get the guitar part right either. So you, so she played it. Right. Yeah. That's her on the record. Yeah. Cause he just was like, he couldn't figure it out. So right. she was like, move. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have the guitar riff basically right or right enough. It was the, it was the, it was the sort of, it was the sort of train, train rhythm. And that's what it is. It boom, ba doom, ba boom, ba Yeah. Hundred percent. She. Hundred percent. She. Uh, she's got it. Yep. Uh, so you were talking about under pressure. Uh, uh-huh. That's another tune that that uh, members only has done, and it's it, it's one that like we we did for a number of years, and then it, again, I think we got tired of it. I don't think audiences did, but we just were kind of like, man, we'll just leave it because yeah. again, it's another one of those mid tempo ones. But um, the I think that's another one of those where like where a lot of bands may struggle because we we are used to playing to the tracks mm-hmm. and, but you were talking about how like it doesn't follow structure, right? You know, normally our cues would be chorus, first one, verse, first two bridge. You know what? It's funny. You mentioned that. Cause I was, I was just thinking about this. Uh, Cause I was the one who put the cues in into that. Um, the, <laughs> the only cues in uh, under pressure are go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what else are you so say? So it's just like dun 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 go. She been around my brain. Yeah, that's how we did it. Yeah. So just go. Yeah, that might be one that's fun to pull out. I think I think um I could do the Bowie and Taylor could do the. That's how yeah that's how we did it. Amber did uh Amber did Freddie and I did Freddie yeah and I I just love I love singing like David Bowie. Me too. Oh, me too. It's. So, and, and you had mentioned Let's Dance, and that's a song that I really want to 
really want to add to our uh, our repertoire. I can tell you, the uh, guitar the, part the, the is super fun. That those it's like it's it's a great tune. It's a great tune. It was it, the Taylor Hawkins uh, tribute was the one that really like I was like oh yeah hearing Josh Homme just crush that song right, right. was just incredible right and you do have to like you you have to sing it like like Bowie you can't like oh there's yeah. no really way to put your own stank on that Let's you gotta dance. put on your put red on your shoes red. yeah no you dance gotta do it the blues. you got to. got to and i'll tell you with Love with my, my prayer band it was one of the first track tunes we ever put together so i had the horns and it just it's just saucy it's just super good so Another one that is currently on the maybe list that um, Nathan, God bless him, has just been wanting to add for the longest time is Kyrie by Mister Mister. I, I will be. Con- I will. I will be confessing. Hmm. I will be confessing that I love that song very much, and um, I am super gun shy about that tune, and it's the vocal stacks. Yeah, yeah, it's intense. Because they're they're so thick. Yeah. So could you do it without, you know, seventeen voices, with the key, with with the freaking key change? Fair. You know. Yeah. And all the ad libs and yeah, it's just, it's um. I I know the band could do it. I it's it's just like the vocals are are. I was like, and and Nathan's like, no one cares. I was like, I care. I care. I'm just daunted. I care. I, yeah. I care so gosh care. damn much. I care a lot. I just, I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I get but, it, you know, the every every one of these is an opportunity to kind of rise to the occasion to really like sure. dig in and like see what you're, uh, see what you're made of. Yeah. And listen, and s- like sometimes they're not as hard as you think. Well, yeah. And there's definitely like, I feel like there's plenty of tunes where I was like, I don't know about that. And then you try and you're like, oh, right. I feel like there's probably more of those, but it, because there's so many of those, it is kind of fun to be like, ah, piece of cake. You're like, oh, crap. Ooh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, the most recent one that I thought I would never get to do, but I, when I tried it, it was not a big deal, was um, Salisbury Hill, Peter Gabriel, mm, um, which yeah. I now do a killer acoustic version of. And the trick of that, the trick of that song that I, um, I think I nail most of the time. That song's in seven. Yep. And I don't ever count. I'd never count. I don't count a bar of it. Right. I just know that I have that song in my bones because I do. And I Mm -hmm. sing it the way I hear it. And if every now and then I play an eight, well, suck it. Yeah. Um, Mostly I have it in seven. So I I know that and I can hear it and feel it and it's fine. Um, But I I had to kind of, I did create a voicing for it that is, um, not in the original key. It's it's repositioned so that it's playable and fits in my voice. Um, yeah, and uh, and I like it a lot. It's it's um, it uh, brought one of my regulars to tears. So love it. Yeah, that's a thing. So I do like that. So let's let's flip it. Let's do songs that sound hard that aren't hard because I think mm. that's just as much fun. Um, and a lot of these, I think us as as guitar players, we look at songs that are primary like key heavy. And think, oh man, we can't like it's that's got to be super super hard to to play. Um, so off the top of the dome, "Take on Me" by Aha yep. is very like super <laughs> like easy chord 
Yeah, voicings. yeah. If you got a range like yours, it's easy to do. <laughs> I can't. I, mean, I can't can, sing it. <laughs> but the chords are easy. The chords aren't hard. The chords are easy. Yeah. Um, another one. Uh, your song by Elton John is. Okay. Uh, yep. Is not as difficult as it sounds. There's some like interesting inversions, but uh, they're all open voicings, and so. If you can, you, if you can throw your thumb in, you can, you can do a couple of these cool walk down. Thumb, parts. thumb's a crucial thing. I, pl- I was playing. So last night's trivia was Disney themed. Um, it's been six months. Yes. I, I owed it to them. Whole new world. And somebody pointed out that in my version of under the sea, I'm comping that. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard. It's, it's, it's a, a D and a G seven. And mm-hmm. you know, there's the top couple strings is where those notes live and you just there they are and um one, one of my one of my people there was like it was oh, i was amazing you played it just like the it's like yeah it's just it's right it's right here not hard All right so i'm looking through like my my big honking song list uh, uh let's circle back on songs that sound easy that are harder than they sound i want it that way by the backstreet boys weird arrangement weird arrangement and a key change that's not simple yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a whole step key change that's pretty but basic, but like feels weird. It's it's on yeah. the same note. Um, hit me, baby, one more time. Also, very strange chord progression and arrangement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that one acoustic for a long time. It's hilarious. Um, to yeah. have a forty-eight-year-old dude singing "Hit Me, Baby, <laughs> One More Time." But uh, um, Uptown Girl, Billy Joel. It's easy to play on guitar. You can comp that one super easy. Sure. One that I thought I'd never get, and it was one of those like, boy, if I could only, ha uh-huh. And then I did the work and had it, was um, the f- opening couple phrase, phrases, like length, songs lengths of Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull, which is a, mm. a double album length song. It's one long yeah. piece of composed music, and I can do it's the first- big six to eight minutes of it. Um, and, uh, it opens with this really cool finger picked thing. That's, um, tricky. And, and, and I did the work. I, I legitimately did the work and I can now fully play it. And it's nobody cares when I do it. Cause nobody knows that song, but it's, <laughs> but it's, I enjoy it. So that's the important yeah. thing. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we talk about virtual insanity. That Jamiroquai <sighs> song, um, harder. The, uh, no, seems hard is hard. Theme start is hard, but isn't impossible. Not impossible. No, just just jazzy. A lot of chords that your average player is not going to quite it, have I'll their hands I'll give it to Adam Moskowitz. He, um, he was like, it was one of the you best. can play it down a half step, but if you don't, yeah. it does sound a bit better. And then he played it. I was like, gosh, darn. Oh, Moskowitz. I mean, he's right. He's right. But I, I, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that I could play what he was playing nope. and sing it at the same time. Nope. No way. So no I'm way. not going to try. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, this is just fun. I just like talking about songs. I know. I know. It's the best thing. Um, the uh, Talking about kind of like jazzy stuff. Uh, the Way You Look Tonight is a super easy song to play on yes. guitar. Yes. You know, for a uh, for a standard. Yep. Uh, nothing really uh, out of, you know, out of le- out in left field as far as uh, chord voicings. Right. Um, speaking of jazzy, so, though, um, we have picked up... Um, we're aware that the market we want to get into is going to require us to have like a down tempo dinner set. Yep. Um, and so my bassist who is a graduate of the local music schools, jazz program. And I, um, um, 
just the other the other couple rehearsals ago, just found ourselves comping um, "Girl from Ipanema," yeah, which is a jazz standard. So I was playing that, and I was singing it, and she was, you know, basing around under me, and um, and my drummer was like, "Oh, I think I can, yeah, I, I know, I know of this," and uh, yeah, yeah. So it was fun. That's the thing with jazz standards. And I was talking to my, you know, my little brother was in the jazz program as a drummer in at the University of Utah for a few years. Um, and he he gigged as a jazz drummer, which is a specific kind of drummer. That's not, it's a different drummer than our kind of drummer is. And, uh, yep. and, and he and I were talking about how like his whole skill set is the saxophone player is in the middle of a solo. It's his second time around the head and he can hear that sax player is headed towards something eight bars from now. And he's got the skill to get there with him, right? That that's like something, a jet, but, but like the structure of, um, everybody wants to rule the world. Like I described, I, I kind of said that to him. He was like, yeah, no, I know some of those words, but I, there's, I don't, <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't get my head around any of that. Um, but it did describe like he was sitting in with a band and, um, the next time up, up was superstition and the, mm-hmm. the, and he hadn't had a chance to rehearse. He was just kind of sitting in cause it was mostly jazz standards, but that one was there. And, um, the band leader looked at him like, Oh my God. And he just went, Bum, tick, yep. And you know, they're like, Oh, okay. All right. Kid knows it. Um, but it's a different kind of thing. Like, you, you know, as a jazz drummer, you know, you know, the real book. Um, but you don't know the general business stuff that you and I know. Um, it was interesting. He and I had never really compared notes about that. It's been a few years he's, since he's last played, but um, it's an interesting thing. Like, you know, the ones, you know, <laughs> you play your idiom. Well, yeah. And you know, a lot of times you can, uh, you can do something and then somebody goes, how'd you do that? And you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Mm. Like you just, you just have, it's just there for sure. Like, I'm sure if you gave me enough time, I could like explain the structure of uh, everybody wants to rule the world. Yep. But I don't, I could, I just, I just know where to go. Right. Because we've done it so many times. Yeah. Or I could walk you through the intro to Little Wing. Yep. Right. Beat by beat, chord by chord. But, and I could tell you what I think Jimmy was thinking in each of those parts. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and where it's tight and where it's sloppy and why I think he was doing that. I actually have theories about these things, but, um, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, then they're standing up and delivering it. And that's a different, that's a different, it's a non-intellectual thing. Yeah. Oh, here's another one that, uh, sounds harder than it is, is more than a woman by the Bee Gees. Huh. Never tried it. It's um it's got a couple of weird chords but they're not hard chords. Huh. Um like the the second chord in the uh in the kind of like turnaround section is an A over B which is literally like just your finger right. across like all yeah. like the entire section of the second fret. I love suspended chords whole, like that. I love that so much. Yeah, it's C major yeah. 7 and A over B. And then the the verse is E major 7 over a, an A over B. It's li- like it's super, super basic. Um, but again, it's uh, you got to be up there. Yeah. Girl, I know you well, that's well. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my problem with that one. You know, uh, all right. One that seems hard and is hard is "Tempted" by Squeeze. 
boy oh boy forget it there's a lot and i do that i do that one acoustic almost every show i do that one acoustic but but it's one of the ones that um learning that one i learned a lot about how to separate chords from bass lines because Mm -hmm. most of what's happening there is there's a moving bass happening that's a little separate from the chordal structure and um i recommend that one as a as a good one to learn for like a high intermediate guitarist because it's it's um it broke my thinking some about a chord and a bass note. It, it, there's, there's movement in it that you're not used to. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a good tune. It's a good tune to know. All right. I need everybody in the listener world to, to hit me up. Coverbandconfidential.gmail.com. What is the best arrangement for biggest part of me by Ambrosia? Huh. That is one of those songs that I just love so much. And every single thing that I've seen, like I'm currently staring at one on um, Ultimate Guitar and the chord list, the list of chords in the song, <laughs> just two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 chords. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Different chords. Those are all unique Distinct chords. chords. In, in, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They don't have an official version of it. This is just somebody's take on that. Right. But like I, I, I love that song. But like, there's not a snowball's chance in hell I can <laughs> yeah. put twenty one chord, twenty six chords, like in my brain to uh, to regurgitate. Yeah, Tempted is like that. There's there's like a lot happening in that one. Yeah. But again, a lot of those are see- a bass line moving across the bottom of a chord that's pretty much staying in place and yeah stuff like that. Now there's another arrangement here that's got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chords. I, I might need to sit through that one yeah. and figure out if that maybe that's the one any parting words i mean this is just us you know dicking around talking about you know the songs we like well here's the thing um the <laughs> on a certain level it comes all down to does the audience care you know is anyone gonna be impressed by your guitar stunts um is anybody gonna be like oh he he can play he can play tempted by squeeze. No, nobody's going to care about that. In fact, a lot of people, no, like, but like, but people, but like people like that song, People like that song for sure. And, and as a singer, I love that song. Yeah. It's got such a cool, like the, the, the phrasing's cool. And the melody's cool. Flannel for my face. A, a flannel for my face. Pajamas. I don't know what that is. A hairbrush. Brush, new shoes. No, a hairbrush. Hairbrush. You're right. New, new shoes, shoes in a case. case. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to my reflection, let's get out of this place. Yeah. It's a great tune. It's a great tune. And uh It broke the band up. I don't know this story. It did. So um the guy who sings Tempted is not the lead singer of Squeeze. It huh. is their keyboard player. And um it was kind of like a not necessarily an afterthought, but it was like kind of like a pet project for him and it blew them up and then Squeeze became the Tempted band and not the lead Whatever singer done they, and so it, it, yeah it caused a whole bunch of strife and turmoil so well listen on uh, uh, a similar note and a song that's equally tricky to learn structurally is um africa by toto which they thought was just going to be a mm-hmm. stupid song they hated it it was like a the beest of b-sides um and to yep. be fair the lyric is dumb yeah um Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. A above metaphor Serengeti. should be a comparison of two unlike things. So one mountain's like another is a dumb metaphor. Badly done. Um, but I know that I must do what's right. Door is Kilimanjaro. Like, it's just a... It, it, it makes no like, sense. It's 
It's super dumb. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just not, super dumb. It, it doesn't like. So here's my challenge to everybody listening to this. Try and use sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti yeah. as a metaphor in your daily life in the next seven days. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. You should. I, you know, I work with Just, a bunch of nerds who refer to things and like ref, make movie references all the time. So I, be, I bet it'll, yep. I bet it'll kill. Point is there, there's, there's rhythmic weirdness in that song. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly built around the opening phrase. Like, dun, 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 dun. Um, mm -hmm. That takes some practice to get your head around how that phrase fits both in the intro and between verses. Um, Cause it's not just square fours. It's there's other stuff happening there. Well, and the tricky part is that the, the, the click, like the actual tempo is straight four. So you, you're bait. That's yeah. another one of those things where you're like, okay, we're going to play around this. It's, right. it's a, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta figure that whole, that whole part out. So yeah, everything is in, is, is on the in-betweens. Right. Right. But it's a fun one. But I, I, thankfully, I think Weezer killed it for us. It's like we we pulled it. We pulled it from our list. Really? Huh. Uh, yep. We still do it pretty I, much just, every show. We pulled it probably six months to a year ago. Huh. Because it just got to be like, because it was, it was like a song that we played every single time. It was just like, I think it just hit maximum saturation. It was right around the time that like, literally like Weezer was on television playing it like yeah. six times a week. And you know, like, okay. Um, we have a, I have, take a break. I have a few standing jokes that I do as a frontman, and there is one in the middle of that where we get to the last verse. We're repeating um, "Bless the Rains Down in Africa" several times. Yep. And I turned to I turned to Taylor, and I say, "I'm going to try it." And she's like, "Oh, I don't know." I say, "I'm going to try it." She's like, "I don't know." And then I do the Rains, like I and I nail it six out of ten times. Um, and any, any way it goes is funny cause I've set it up to be like, I'm going to try it. Um, so, uh, it's a good joke, but, but repetitive. The only joke, my, my Africa joke is, um, as we're starting, I was like, here's a song by a little band called Weezer and Amber <laughs> rolls her eyes and hates me forever. Yeah. Um, well. but I, I, we, I do the, uh, I do the ad libs. I got it. Yeah. I can do that. That it's like an A4. Something that last one, yeah. What? Gonna take some time. Yeah, I did. I did that fun video where I, I recorded our entire set. And I was like, my my live vocal range. It's uh, stupid. Yeah, it's too much. Too much. Yeah, it, it is. It's too much. Yeah. I no, even no, I. No, the rest of us hate you. It's it's okay. I do it, and it's too much. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we've put these people through enough. Yeah. Let's so. move on. I think the topic's exhausted. <laughs> well, folks. Do you have a song that uh, you thought was going to be a piece of cake that really kicked your butt? Let us know. Coverbandconfidential.gmail.com. Flip side, songs that sound uh, super hard but are much easier than you thought. Yeah. We also want to hear those too. Uh, we can discuss that uh, on all of the channels that we've got going on. But uh, I think it's probably time for us to bid you adieu. Uh, this time next week, we'll be, uh, I'll be like, on the other side of uh, getting ready for this uh, this wedding weekend and uh, all the other fun stuff. So cool. Should be some fun conversations to have. Right on. All right. Thanks y'all for tuning in. You want to help us out? Leave us a review. No one has left us a review since January. Boy, it's been of a this while. year. So if you haven't done it, and I know we have some new listeners the since then. Oh, 100%. The numbers show the numbers we got new listeners since then. So I, um, 
I, I was going to post this and I haven't yet, but uh, this is the first time we as a podcast have ever crossed 50,000 downloads and listens in a single Boom, year. Boom, what? Last, no, no, no. So like, that's what's crazy about it. So last year is the closest we ever got. It was 46,000 yep. and change. Yep. At the end of October, meaning two months to, to go, we had already surpassed that. Boom. Which is crazy. What? So- the uh, the the community is is growing and uh, it's just been it's incredible. Like it's weird to think that anybody would be willing to listen to us talk fifty thousand times. I know. I listen to it. I can't believe it. I listen to it too. Where it's you kind of do vanity listen, obviously. Spot check. Well, I call it a spot check. Yeah, that works. That's what we're doing. It's all it's all it's all about quality here. Yeah, it's all about vanity over here. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to do uh, anything else besides leaving a review, you can do any of the stuff that our buddy Adam Moskowitz from the Van Band is about to tell you now. But for now, I will call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of November 4th, 2022. Have a great week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. Who wins? The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Always be performing!